parle en direct de cette 17e étape du Tour de France. Le peloton, énorme machine de muscles et d'acier, vient de s'élancer. Stooges episode seven, the final uh, episode of our Tour de France coverage. I'm here with my my co-host and life partner, Mike Barman. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we rode together Saturday morning doesn't make me a life partner. <laughs> um, nice track. Yes. Uh, it was a good ride, though. I loved it. Thank I'm you. Lo- I'm looking forward to doing it a few more times. Yeah, man. It's awesome. So before you hang it up for the winter time, yes, before I hang it up halfway through football season. <laughs> halfway. Well, um, yeah. What's more likely, your uh, your betting account being zero, or you stop riding? Well, based on how <laughs> bet with Bevo's going, oh! I mean, I don't know how much longer I keep betting on soccer and winning. It's crazy. Thank you, Mister Borman. <laughs> 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 God, if only I was putting real money on those games. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I think you, I'm gonna get the account going this week. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you bet on the games you 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 uh, you you do bet with Bebo? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Then you I, can do like 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 the people with Warren Buffett. <laughs> like I was with Berkshire Hathaway Hathaway at the beginning. I started with a thousand dollars, and now I have a hundred billion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably get that set up this week and, and get going on, on that. Um, so I can start making some money off this. Did our, la- did last our night, tequila sponsor come in yet? I haven't reached out to her. Where's the fear? Why doesn't he help us out? Where who, You can't do the podcast with food in your mouth. And I can't click this? That's just for Andy Bailey. Andy Bailey? Sorry, Andy. <laughs> I'm at Blue Fork Farm just mowing the yard, but then I listen to the podcast at the same time. But Barman's got all that clicking going on. Um, no, Stephen Lanfear. Why hasn't he come through? Well, I don't know that he can help us. And, and it's hard to do uh, tequila tasting if we're not in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little weary leaving you alone with booze. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll, we'll dive right into the last three stages of the, the Tour de France. Whoa, 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 whoa. In a second. Oh, okay. Let me finish my thought. Boy, if you could see the facial expressions of Bebo right now. Uh, Not as bad as two Sundays ago, but pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I got to apologize to Scott for some of the editing, editing issues with the last episode. Um, Hold on. Why, why are we apologizing to the president? I'm I'm apologizing to Scott because he was upset that he got no uh, holiday road and no no uh, Dukes of Hazard theme. So I got BG. Yeah, that, that was one time only. Well, why can't he be just be happy with the BGs? 
I don't, you know. What, what's wrong with the Bee Gees? Change is bad. What, 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 what's wrong with the Bee Gees, Scott? They're clearly not as good as the Beatles. Uh, obviously not. <laughs> You're wrong. Again, you might be good on Bet with Bevo. I'm sorry. I, I will start a poll on Twitter. You have to tag. No, you have to use Facebook so you can tag Lori, um, uh, Lori Seeger. Oh, God. Seeger. Lori Seeger. Because she left mad from uh, downstairs at uh, Gibney's over the fact that I said, you know, that, you know, Paul just carried them. I don't know what you're talking about. And they aren't near as good as the Bee Gees. I'll agree with the first half of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to lose this one badly. I'm welcome to my opinion. You this are welcome America. to your opinion. This is America. I have a First Amendment right to do what I want. You, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you're in the minority here. I, I, I know. I don't disagree. <laughs> However, most people, when they think BGs, only think late 70s disco music. They don't understand a lot of the, a lot of the history that goes back to the 60s and all that that goes with the BGs. Um, Can I drink a beer and do the podcast? Yeah, it's it's fine to drink a beer, but you're eating food, okay. and you sound muffled. I think you turn my mic down so I sound less good. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, Scott, I'll I'll get you. Um, I'll get Scott you, or the president. Uh, the president will get his music tonight. Are you sure for the final episode? Yeah. Can we do BGs one more time? We'll do it on the regular. We'll do it back on Barman and Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so stage 19 was Friday. Didn't we uh, do East Down and Bound? Uh, on Stooges, we did do East Bound and Down, not Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, so I don't, does, know what the I don't know what the president's talking about. I don't about. think he listens that far anyway. He just waits to hear his name and then he turns us off. I think, he, well, no, we know that's not true <laughs> because, <laughs> because I know immediately when Scott starts and I know exactly how long an episode is. And therefore, I know exactly how long the questions will come during during the episode. During his live tweeting of him listening yes. to the episode, which we love. And usually, usually it takes the Masters State Track Champion about a day to listen to the episode and give us the bird. <laughs> <laughs> two right, totally so different, two totally different genres of, of timing on the podcast. All right, so uh, Friday. Stage 19, our last mountain stage in the Pyrenees. Um, it was You predicted it to be kind of a, one of those epic days. Yeah. Um, it wasn't nearly as exciting as Wednesday, but still a, a very entertaining stage from a, you get a younger, a younger um, guy um, going after it and, um, or a lesser-known guy going after it and actually moving into the top three, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so um, the mentality for many of the top ten was deciding whether or not to save for the time trial on Saturday or go for go for it now. Well, traditionally, a tour stage, they ha usually have kind of a mixed bag kind of the day before the time trial to kind of <clears throat> allow people who want to focus on the TT including guys like Tony Martin and folks that <clears throat> don't necessarily aren't in GC, but could still possibly win the stage. 
And this year they just, I mean, they just, they did the flat stage the two days before and really kind of, I, the way that this tour is laid out has been absolutely fantastic to me. Yes. I mean, it's, it, it really showcases everything that a three week bicycle race can be. And so I have a hard, I have a hard time being negative. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about this, this year's race. Cause you had cobbles, you had good mountain stages. You had a unique, um, grid start short mountain stage. that was super exciting. Um, you had a team time trial, which I love. Yes, um, I think I think team time trial should be part of Grand Tours within the first couple of days. I think that's just part of 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 why you invite teams to a Grand Tour. It's just it, it's part of what's supposed to happen. Um. So one one of the keys, or you know, and I'm going to kind of go out of order here, but you know, one of the the highlights. Of, no, you're out of order. Yeah. Okay. One of the highlights to this stage was the Col de Tourmalet. Um, was it the second climb or the third? I believe it was the second. Okay. 17 <clears throat> kilometers up. Um, you know, we had three and, or, or and four honestly, climbs. They, really cl- they actually climbed for about three to five K before the start of the climb. Right. It's, it's kind of deceiving. Yeah. Well, wasn't it a uphill, then kind of quick down the hill and then back uphill on that? Well, and I think you and I might have been talking about that. I grew up in the southeast, and I always I always started climbing mountains here. So I always, in the southeast, we always think of mountains as just going up, and then we go down. And when you go out west, they have a lot more of, like, what they have in the Pyrenees with the Tour the Tour Malay and the, and the Col de Aspen and, the, and some of the other climbs, where there's actually some mini descents within the climb, mm-hmm. and... and that just annoys the heck out of me because I'd rather just get it done. Right. Well, and you yelled at me yesterday for attacking you on one of the climbs. You, and- uh, you attacked me like Rolick on fruit. <laughs> Dude, you tried to use me like a free sample of pert that came in the mail the morning and you just tried to eat it up. My mentality is I want to get this done as quickly <laughs> as possible. It wasn't an attack. <laughs> It was me trying to get my fat ass up the mountain. <laughs> like I wasn't in the same boat. You just didn't expect it. <laughs> Thus the, the thought that I was attacking. You attacked me. <laughs> As a pretty if, ballsy way to start a two-person ride. Well, I knew you were going to pass me on the downhill because I suck at descending. Well, just get on my wheel. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so during the, um, during the stage, it's obvious that Quintana doesn't have it. He's bandaged up. Did he, did he have a wreck the, that day or the day before? The day, but he had a wreck on the stage 18, the, the flat stage, which we talked about. Right. Where he might've rebroken his finger or, or had some issues. And then, you know, he already won a stage. He was already in the top 10. There wasn't a whole lot. He, he kept his place in the top 10. Um, he did a good job. You know, he, he did, he did his job. His job was, was to be there and do it. Um, Finney, know, no one else on Movistar won a stage. Well, and, and, and we'll get to that in a second. Cause I want to, I want to bring up some stuff that I heard today after the race. Uh, and I just got to make a note on it. 
you and Steve Perino texting back and forth? Yes. Uh, I was actually texting with uh, Francois, his motorcycle driver, or whatever the guy's name was. <laughs> Fluff. We'll <laughs> Fluff, Fluff. The French Fluff the caddy. <laughs> well, he does have the he has the great. He's not near as big as Fluff was, but yeah. he does have the the great mustache and yeah. all that. Um, um. So so we have Taylor Finney crashes on the last descent, uh, and broke his nose. I heard about it today. So yes, he. So evidently, his hand slipped off the bar. He went off the road, and then there was a tree in front of him when he hit it. So was it he, is, was so when his mom, the 1984 Olympic champion in the road race for cycling, asked him what happened, and he just replied that it's a Finney thing. <laughs> if you remember, David Davis Finney in the in the uh, late 80s actually crashed into the back of a car and busted up his face. 1987 busted up his face in about a billion cuts. It was awful. Um, did did was like did they find him hugging the tree because? <laughs> There's the, I haven't seen any video from any spectators or anything coming from it. So it sounds like he was sliding out and he happened to hit a tree with his face. I keep seeing that crash of, um, uh, what's his name from Quick Step on stage 16? Oh, Philip, Philippe Jaber. Jaber. Oh my right, God. Right next to Neymar in the same amount of time. <laughs> that crash. <laughs> Just to see him hit that like rock wall and then fly into the woods, it's insane. Yes. Um, all right, so you're, you get an attack from Roglic. I can't remember how far out he was, but it seemed like quite a bit. Like he, 15K. He, he, attacked, he attacked at least three or four times. Yeah. Three, three times up the climb and then four or five on the descent. And numbers four and five on the descent. Um, and what, what saved him was his descent was awesome. It was great. Dumoulin was right on his wheel. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It, it was. It was great to see. He was putting pressure on the on the sky guys. Um. So Roglic ends up winning the stage, moves into yes. third overall. Um, Dumoulin accuses him of <laughs> pacing behind the TV camera bike. Yeah. Was that on the uphill or the downhill? On the descent, Dumoulin swears that he was in his biggest gear trying to catch Rolick. And he couldn't close the gap to him, like he couldn't close the gap right. because he was getting the draft from the from the TV motorbike. Um. So at this point, do you think Froome was worried? Yes, because he was right. back. How much? Thirty seconds. Well, yeah, he's about twenty seconds behind Rolick after the finish because of the time bonuses. So, yes, he was. He was afraid he wasn't going to podium. Um, and then, so we're going following day, going into the, uh, stage 20, the individual time trial. Um, you and I go out riding, we get back. There's probably about an hour and a half left. We catch all of it at the shop. Uh, as we get there, it looks like Kwiatkowski's holding the best time for the day. Um, a sky rider. Um, and then like, as we're going through this, it's like, nobody's coming close to that time. I mean, there might have been one guy within like ten seconds, but I don't remember well, who none, it was. None of the usual guys, like Tony Martin, or were out. They're already or, out, or, or really Taylor Finney, or some of the guys that could possibly win a time trial stage without being a GC leader. They were either out or just didn't have the fitness to do it. Yeah, I think like, and that's honestly what I do. And you and I talked about this about that's kind of that is how I think a Grand Tour stage or 
a Grand Tour, the last time trial of a Grand Tour should be. It should be the GC guys racing each other. The right. ten best. The like 10 even, even like a TJ Van Garderen finished forty five seconds off of Kwiatkowski. We don't speak that name on this podcast. Danielson two without the doping issue. We don't <laughs> without being doped to the gills, as I Scott, would never, Scott Patton I, put it. I first met TJ when he was sixteen years old. I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to TJ. He's a far better human being than Tom Danielson ever thought about being. But it, but at, at this point, it seems like it's a mental thing. No, it's not a mental thing. It was probably that he might have cheated to get the top five's ah. results in the past. And for clarity, I'm saying he might have. Allegedly. A, I don't know. Yep. But if you get top five when you're younger and you can't even begin to recreate that later, that leads that leads to some issues. And yes, it could possibly be a mental thing. Um. All right. So as we're watching this, you get the, the top ten starts – shooting out you know you've got uh quintana and you've got landa and some of the other guys and um no one beats kwiatkowski until Froome comes through correct um then you've got roglic so uh, the way it unfolds Froome, roglic dumoulin and then thomas um Froome needed to take about 20 25 seconds from roglic Correct. To move back onto the podium and needed like some absurd number, like two and a half minutes to catch to catch uh, Thomas. Almost three minutes to yeah. catch Thomas. Um a Dumoulin probably needed two and a half on him. No, two two minutes. Okay. He just needed like two oh seven. So and and this is where it got so we were watching the NBC Gold's feed and it gets a little confusing. So Froome does beat Kwiatkowski. Well, I don't think it was the gold feeds issue i think it was the it was the the world feed was incorrect oh okay um from beats kwiatkowski roglic yes. comes in and loses 45 seconds to Froome right around there maybe it was 40 43 I, I think he lost the time trial by like a minute 20 oh okay maybe i was remembering like the last time check right um well that would be his gc deficit and th- this is kind of where it gets a little confusing Dumlin comes in, and it says he's two seconds one, slower. 1.7 seconds slower than Froome. Right. And but you were the one that noticed that Froome's facial expressions and all that in on the hot seat. I think that awkward. was. I think it was Franklin. No, you. I think. I thought. I think you did. No, I don't think so. But regardless, we're like we couldn't. There, Dumlin came across the line, and we weren't sure. Who was in first place? It was super weird. Well, the the timing system said it was Froome by one point seven seconds. Had, well, you, even even uh, Robbie McEwen said it was it was Froome, and then yeah, we because get, he was reading the bottom of the screen like we were. And then then we get as Thomas is coming through, yes. the the shot of both of them standing there, Gimlin yes. and Froome. And we're like, awkward. we're not sure. <laughs> and then like, oh, now we're like, now we're getting reported. Like two that... guy, it, it was it was like two guys wanted to ask a girl out at prom at the same time. And they were no one wanted to go first, so no one wanted to leave the seat first. No one wanted to kinda it was super awkward. Um so D- Dumlin and Froome are are standing there and and then we get the word that Dumlin had beat Froome by a second. It's like seven tenths of a second. Um, 
And then, uh, so Thomas comes through. It looks like he's down about 14 seconds, but honestly, at that point, he had wrapped up the tour, so it didn't matter. Right. Um, so your top three going into Sunday, uh, Thomas in first, Doolin in second, Froome in third. Was Roglic, Roglic was in fourth, right? Fourth, and okay. Kiswick, his teammate, was in fifth. Great showing by both of those guys. Uh, all, yes, and you know, they, they did their best. You know, it, it's good to see, like, a guy we talked about a year ago, and you guys couldn't believe he was Slovenian when I said it, uh, when when we had Todd on the show. Right. Um, it's good we're to see, to like... We're trying to figure out where Slovenia is from. And, and then we're, it's good to see that kid compete this year. Uh, yes. Kid, kid, he's 28, but... Um, and, his, and his teammate was with him on most of those days, which is awesome. Right. Um... So stage twenty one, uh, you know, it's it's just a formality. It's just ride into to to Paris, hit the Champs Elysees, and do like was it eight laps? Yes. How long were each one of those laps? Like six, six, seven miles? Uh, no, not that long. I think it ends up being like five and a half k or or six k. I think it's more. I thought it was eight. Eight k per lap. I don't think. I don't think it's quite that far. Ah, it does. It doesn't matter, but. Um, there were a couple groups that broke off. Like we got there and Chavanel was out front, which was kind of cool to see. He kind of pushed his way up front just to kind of, uh, I guess, say goodbye to the tour and, you know, get himself a little bit of, you know, fanfare as he's retiring. Um, then there was a breakaway, a six team break, a six man breakaway with Taylor. Yeah, Finney cool. was in it. Right. Um, but then he had mechanical, he ended up catching back up to the team, but they couldn't hold him off. Right. And then <laughs> what was hilarious was they, that guy, I don't know who was, he's the, the Belgian champion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he almost did it. Um, uh, Lampert, uh, this, this Lampert, uh, your boy, Jens Voigt says, Oh, he's got it. He's got it. There's no way he loses this. <laughs> sure enough. I'm watching like, they're gonna catch him around the next corner. <laughs> uh, it's, it was it's it's more uphill there than you think. Yeah. So it, it's it's tough. Um, I thought he was I thought he was gonna get it too when we were when we were watching at the velodrome. Well, I was I was watching him like whoa he really took off there, but then he lost. He must have had like a burst of energy and just lost whatever momentum he had on that hill. Right. All right. So Kristoff wins the stage in a sprint. Um, awesome. Yeah, beat Dumar. Uh, Sagan was right in the group, but you know he he didn't have it. I mean, he's he's dealing with injuries and stuff like that. Right. Um, Dumar was right there. Um, so I'll just kind of go through a couple of the the overall winners of the race. Um, your best team was Movistar. Uh, they win the the team the team competition. Your most aggressive rider, Dan Martin. Um, yes, well deserved. Yes. Um, your white Jersey, uh, Pierre Latour, um, he had a great tour for, 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 for a young French rider. Um, your, your green Jersey winner, his sixth Peter Sagan, um, your King of the Mountains, uh, another great French rider had a great tour. Uh, Julian Alaphilippe. True. Uh, yellow, uh, Thomas Dumoulin. In second, Froome in third. Um, 
You're, you're, we, at, we got asked this question by Nick Luther the other day. Lawson Craddock finishes in last, but finishes. Um, I thought he, I thought he would catch one of the two people ahead because he so was did I. so well, and um, so it was kind of surprising to see him all the way back there. But you know what? He rode he the race. He finished. He raised a raised hundred sixty thousand. Hundred sixty thousand dollars for the Houston Velodrome. That's, I mean, well done, man. That's that's just what between him and um, uh, Grona Wagon, those two stories from the tour uh, will stick stick with me for a long time. Sweet. Um, and then th- this was kind of funny. I, I don't know if you watched this the the presentation and Grant uh, Thomas talking about his teammates. But Tom Dumoulin had to remind him that Quid Koski was on the team. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to name all the team. He got to like three of his teammates, and then he's like, "Oh yeah," and then Froome right here. <laughs> and then he's like, "He's like, all right, I've, I've named seven. Who's the other one?" And Dumoulin, you see Dumoulin lean in and go, "You're forgetting about Quid Koski." He's like, "How can I forget about Quid Koski?" <laughs> it was that's really why good. you don't. That's why you don't do that at a wedding. You don't do it. You just. Name a couple people, apologize for not naming everyone, and you move on. But then he forgot, he almost forgot his wife. It was it was really funny, because you could tell, like... The man just won the Tour de France. He can't remember everyone. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was, it was, it was very, um... Uh... What's the word? Humble. And, um... You could tell he hadn't done it a lot before. But it was good. It was good. Um, all right, so fantasy contest. Yeah. I've got the final standings. I saw that. Thank you. Yes. So in first place, Papa does chats, but he has Fruman Sagan, so he's eliminated from the $25 extra gift card. Yeah, so I saw that. I don't – the un, unfortunate thing about NBC Cycling Challenges doesn't give me whose team is what. Oh, by name? No. So – um, congrats, Chaz the Cheetah. You the man. Email me and let me know that who won, and then we'll Mike and I will arrange for you to get your gift card from from Reality Bikes. Um, in second, Velo Squirrel has Fruman Sagan. In third, the Fake Losers. Velo Games has Fruman Sagan. In fourth, J Werps has Sagan. In fifth, eliminated because he doesn't count. Barman. <laughs> and in sec- in sixth, Red Femme Racing wins the fifth place and the $25 bonus for not having uh, Sigan or Froome. Very nice job. And then bet with Bevo in 10th. Lost three riders, did not make any changes. All those guys you could tell made changes because they were injured guys on their bench. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, oh. only using they're only using the rules that were available, and yeah. so that, no, I'm not. I'm not going to complain because we got put in a really bad situation 24 hours before. The, I really before appreciate the tour every, everyone. Everyone actually being able to move over in yes. uh, 24 hours, and so uh, appreciate to all you guys and uh, moving over and uh, you know just do it. You know, fantasy is always well. Actually, Mike and I both we stop fantasy football when it stops being fun with their certain leagues. Yes, and so you know this was just for fun, and that and to have fun with it. Um, it's all fun and games. So Scott Patton's leading. I think he's one of the. I can never remember what what name he has, but 
He might have been the fake fake Velo games. I'm not sure. I think he's the fake Velo games. Um, all right. So I've got to, to wrap up the the tour our tour coverage. Uh, I've got a couple uh, like just quick questions for you. Yes, sir. Is the future of French cycling now, or are we like two or three years off? Two or three years off. So the you know obviously the one guy we and I asked you about him yesterday is the one guy we didn't really talk much about was um, who didn't race was um, uh, Pino. Pino. Does he bounce back or no? No, he emotionally can't handle the tour. He can't handle a long. There's a better chance for either Bardet or Alaphilippe than Pino. What about Barguil? Or no. Latour? No. Nope. Okay. Sorry. Those guys are stage winners, and that's pretty much it. Yes. And they were in the right spot at the right time. Okay. Um. So what's next now for, for Chris Froome and Team Sky? I, I'm not sure how long he's under contract for. I think two more years. Froome's contract runs with the team's contract. Okay. So And Garrett Thomas renewed this year. Does does Garrett Thomas renew? He already did. Oh, he did. Okay. He did. Yes. So when we get to the tour next year. I think Froome will go for the Giro and defend his Giro title. And I think Garrett Thomas will do the tour. Okay. Okay, so do you look at next year and say Chris Froome's schedule is the Giro and the Vuelta? Yes. And and Thomas and and the rest of those guys is is in the tour. Yes. Um I, I think this is the last last we see of Chris Froome winning a Grand Tour. No, he he can win the Vuelta for quite a, a quite a bit longer. The I just, Vuelta actually suits him quite a bit more than the Tour de France or the or the uh, Giro. My my worry though is the how good is the support team around him going to be? They'll they'll give him more if he asks for it. <clears throat> you know does does a uh, does an Egan Bernal go with him? And, yeah, for two or three more years. No, but does does like he go? All right, I'm going to race with Froome in the Giro and the Vuelta, and Kwiatkowski goes with Thomas and, and races in the in the Tour, and they kind of split it, you know. Because I, if I look at it, those are probably their four best guys, unless I'm missing. Well, something. there there's a lot of guys that are sitting at home that are just as good as as those guys. So okay, so, uh, Sky, Sky has quite an advantage on the, on that. No, I'm just and like I said, I'm really just right. asking the question is right. Um, I'm just cur- I'm curious about that, like how. Right. How the teams are going to get split? How the teams going to get split up next year to cover well, all three of those get, races? Well, you know the Vuelta. The Vuelta ends up being, you know, Nibali breaks his back in the Tour de France, so that gives him an opportunity to take it easy in the beginning of the season, and then and then do the Tour de France. And if things go wrong, then he can do the Vuelta also. Right. So so who knows who crashes in the Giro or who crashes in the lead up to the Tour de France? That goes okay. I'm going to go to the Vuelta now. Right. Well, he's, so having, then, he's having back surgery. Is he going to be ready in time for the Vuelta? He's going to be fine. Okay. Yeah. Whether he's putting a pin in his vertebrae or something? No, I don't think it's. I don't. I think it's just a light fracture. You know, Europeans like soccer players tend to be a little over dramatic about their injuries. 
uh, and for Brazilians me, for for uh, <laughs> for publicity reasons and to make the comeback that much more large. All right. Um, and if you've got any questions that you think would be addressed, but my next question, I've only got one left here is Landa only signed a one year deal with movie star, right? No, I think that's what I heard today. No, it was, it was at least two years when he signed. Okay. So we probably they haven't talked. They haven't talked about land moving anywhere uh, all year. So we're, we're coming to a situation where uh, is Valverde back next year? Oh yes. Yeah. Valverde erases bicycle till he's 80. So he'll be 39. Valverde will race his bicycle till he's 80 years old. So, so we're potentially looking at a very similar team with Movistar next year. Oh, or they does, already, yes. Or does, uh, for the tour. Well, maybe they decide to move Quintana to the Giro. And, and let Landon go after the, the. It depends on what the Giro route is, what the tour route is, and then they'll all do the Volta again probably next year. What What's going to, and I know it's hard to predict this, but this is kind of a two-part question. Does the field for the Tour de France look as strong next year as it did this year? No. Does the Giro field look better than this year? No. There's no possible way the Giro could be better. Zero possibility. As far as the field? Yes. What about the Vuelta? The Vuelta just kind of picks up the people who haven't done well in Grand, in grand Tours for the season. Okay. So they're always going to have a strong. They're always going to have a strong field now, but it's harder if you're a non-climber. It's harder to win the Vuelta than a, you know the Tour de France is going to have to do some more time trialing than they did this year. Um, could, could we see a similar field in the Vuelta minus Sky because of the injuries? You know, you can or, see Barnell. You can see Barnell in the Vuelta, and he can beat all of the. He can beat all the Movistar guys. What about Iran? Uh, he's going, he's already announced that he's going. Yeah. Um, I'm but think- he, he, he's going to have a harder time winning the Vuelta than he would the, the Tour de France. My, I'm just thinking about like all the guys that got eliminated, like in week two, that yes. could go race in that race and do well. They're all going to the Vuelta. Yes. I mean, they all need the points. so we could, ow, we could actually be looking at a decent field for the Vuelta. Right. But then the flip side of that is, is yes, they've been racing all year. So. How much do they have left in the tank? And right, that's, and that's really what helps the people that have gotten injured at some time during the season is the fact they haven't raced that many hours. Um, what does Quick Step have left in them for this year? Anything? Oh man, when Lampert almost won that stage, I was like, they got their five. <clears throat> they wanted five. They yeah. really did. But. Um, They'll, they'll win some stages in the Volta. They'll, they'll give the they'll give the B guys that didn't get a chance to go to the Tour de France a chance to race the Volta, and I guarantee you they win some stages. Do do we have anything racing wise of any consequence between now and the Vuelta? Just the hate bill criterion. <laughs> you forgot about the uh, U.S. Nationals <laughs> next week in California. Or was that in two weeks? 
two weeks. What's the great big race out in California, in LA? Oh, the, that's Track Nationals. Track Nationals, sorry. Track Nationals is next weekend. Uh, they just did Road Nats in uh, in uh, Hagerstown, uh, Maryland this uh, weekend. Um, will we see a better Quick Step team next year? They're not going to win. They're not going to win as many races. As, Fifty as wins in a season is pretty well, impressive. So the so Quick Step was in a sweet spot. Like in the restaurant business, where like you're like two pizza competitors go out of business and you're a pizza place, they're in this. BMC is taking the same tax that they took this year, next year with CCC. So they're not gonna have, they're not gonna have that same. The ease of winning isn't gonna be near as easy next year, because there's there's more teams that are gonna focus the same way. Have have we seen the last of? Um, what's his face from uh, Chavanel? Yes. N- yeah, well, I know that one. No, uh, what's Richie his name? Richie Port. Yes. No, Richie Port's going to Trek. Richie Port is not going to finish it for the front <laughs> in the rest of his life. Uh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Cavendish. Cavendish is not going to win another. He might win one more stage. Because, like, 20 dudes crash in a corner, and he just, like, solos in Barman style. <laughs> um, we need to talk about, because uh, you mentioned it to me yesterday, uh, Marcel Kittle. Oof. Didn't he sign he'll win, with... He'll win a stage in a Vuelta. Didn't he sign with CCC? Is that what you told no, me yesterday? Greipel did. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I did it again. I mixed those two up again. Do not... Mix your Germans up, please, unless you're speaking about Jens Voigt, the most worthless commentator in cycling history. I think that he is obviously going to win the stage, and it is obvious that I do not know what I'm speaking about, but I pay MB Sports a lot of money, and I do not want to be home with my family of eight. Jens, quick question for you. Yes. How much oh, are we, we paying? Do, how we much are you paying us yes. to be on this broadcast? If I could get some more tequila, it would be fantastic. <laughs> Jens, I don't trust you with my tequila. You are very smart not to. <laughs> uh, it w- it wouldn't be Bevo unless he mixed up Kittle and Greipel on both the first <laughs> and seventh episode of, of Stooges. <laughs> so Andre Greipel. Signed with CCC. Yes. And then stop negotiations with Lotto. Lotto's going to pick up Caleb Ewing from Michelton Scott. Because he so got left all, off the tour team. Well, he was going to go there anyways. Um, uh, there's not a lot of money around with Simon and Adam Yates. Uh, you know, that's part of the problem of having twin, brother, twin, twin twins on your team. I mean, can you pay one twin brother more than the other? Um. Speak, Can you? Where did Simon Yates finish? 10th? No, I, I was in the top 10. Yeah, maybe 12th or 13th. Um, he still wrote s- a great tour. Yo, no, without a doubt. I mean, um, was I was hoping for a little more out of him, but that's okay. Um, do we ever see a team with both of them on it during yes. one of the Grand Tours? Yes. Because I think lo- loading up the team with both of those guys... Just hoping for the best. 
unfortunately, you know, like the movie star, they, it, did, it didn't it, work it, out. It, it, if you don't have the best athlete in the race, it's very, very, very difficult to win the race. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, you know, Demoulin is kind of becoming the Jack Nicholas of of Grand Tours. You know, he's second a lot because you know what? There was one person that was better than him. If that person had crashed at any time over the three thousand miles, if that person, you know, Demoulin would obviously win, but it didn't happen. You know, it's 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 funny. I, I was watching. I don't know if I told you this earlier. Jack Nicholas has nineteen second place finishes in 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 majors. In majors. That's unbelievable. And he's got he 19... 18, 18 wins and 19 second places. That's unbelievable. And that, to me, that is that is way more respectful. To, to I have way more respect as an athlete for that than I do the wins. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many people get second and just say, oh, this isn't for me? Right. Jan Ulrich. Yes. <laughs> um... What was I going to ask? You, you threw me off. I forgot what I was going to ask. I know my Jens impersonation was so fantastic. No, was, you, you just started talking about Jack Nicholas, and I forgot what I was going to say. Because you think oh. Tiger Woods is going to win three majors next year? Stop talking. So I remembered it now. <laughs> um, I never said Tiger Woods was going to win three majors this year. Next year? No. One major? He'd be lucky to win one. Lucky? I saw that the wreck for Froome on the cobble stage. Was that nine? Yeah. He just missed hitting a pylon, like a cement pylon, by inches. There's a couple of times where he never he was he's super lucky to be where where he is right now. I because I'd never seen that angle. I'd right. only seen the overhead or the front view where he he went into the field. Holy right. crap! Man, is he lucky to have finished that race? Yes. So agreed. Um, all right. Do you, is there anything else that you would like to add, or you know, we're kind of at the end here. Yes. What would you like to add? Nothing. I'll bring back the yens for for next. We'll have we'll have ask not yens for for, <laughs> for, for, for for we'll do it for the Giro and the, maybe we'll do it for the Volta. So, so, so based on our conversation yesterday, we need to start a at underscore Coach Borman and a at underscore <laughs> at, not Yens. Not, not, not Yens. <laughs> <laughs> not Yenzy. You got to put that gay ass Yenzy. And then um, scream legs. Scream. <laughs> All right. So um, that does it for Stooges for the Tour de France. I don't know if we'll do any Stooges episodes for the Vuelta. Um, we'll, we'll discuss it. Um, maybe we'll do like a, a weekly recap show of the Vuelta. If we've got time. Uh, we can do some Vuelta stuff, but we'll just do it with Barman and Bebo. Okay. Um. Yeah, because football is going to be boring this year. Yes. Falcons are going to stink. The Packers maybe, are going to uh, stink. Maybe Danica Patrick will come to a couple of games and, and rev... Rev, rev the quarterback up. <laughs> Matt, why would she ma- rev Matt Ryan up? <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Barman and Bevo, I think we'll probably be back with a new episode of that for you sometime later next week, depending on the news coverage. 
Uh, probably Thursday would be best for me. Uh, okay. Um, After the All-Star game? Just depends on what we've got. I don't think there's much to talk about. Well, in the in the regular sports world, there's not much to talk about. Football's in camp. Johnny Manziel got traded from Hamilton to Montreal <laughs> to be with your boy. To be with Sherman, the, the greatest offensive coordinator in Packers history. Uh, you, he was the head coach. How do you get? How do you get? Oh, was he? Yes. <laughs> Was he the offensive coordinator for Holgram? He might have been. Wasn't he the only... He was paid to be an offensive coordinator and he didn't call the plays. Maybe. Several years. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's done that <laughs> with his brother. How does that work? I don't know. I mean, you pay an offensive coordinator. What does he go up to the booth and, and say, um, I'd really like to run... I mean, what's he do up there? What about Mike Martz? Hey, if we could just get, you know, we got that uh, Hall of Fame running back in the backfield. Uh, if we could just get in a hand in the ball once. I think I saw he's coaching in the AAFL too. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Stooges, episode seven, completed. Tour de France, completed. We both made it. So what are we gonna what are we gonna move do what are we gonna move our podcast name to? The, the moved. St- <laughs> oh, <laughs> the moo. The moo, <laughs> like M O O. Can we do a play on on we do like we don't? <laughs> Voodoo. Voodoo. Voodoo Enterprises. Can we have? Can we be on Freakonomics? <laughs> we probably need to make a little bit more money before we do that. Uh, we can talk about how doing being broke and doing podcasts goes. <laughs> oh boy, that'd be funny. Yes, maybe we maybe we need to start another podcast called Squeakonomics. <laughs> <laughs> a parody of Freakonomics. <laughs> um, all right, so that does it for episode seven of Stooges. Thank you, everyone, for participating in fantasy games. Uh, hopefully, for the next tour, we'll have something set up that's a little bit better um, and not so last minute. And um, and we, we, I think at one point we had like 25 different contestants or more. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, we, we didn't have enough time to get everybody set up on um, NBC Sports. Um, well, the NBC Sports just isn't as fun. As, yeah, as, the Velo, the Velo as Velo game. So we all we understand, and it sounds like he's got it worked out for next year. So hopefully we can go back to the platform that we prefer. Yes. Um. All right. So Barman and Bevo podcast on on Facebook. Michael Barman, Michael Vandura, um, on Twitter at under at, at underscore Coach Barman. Um, or are you at Coach Barman now? No, I use I, I well I got the one, the other one so the president or somebody else couldn't get it and <laughs> and start and and start uh and, and um fake uh, fake news broadcast. <laughs> uh, and then I'm at Bevo eight seven seven one. The podcast is at Barman the letter N Bevo Pod. Uh, we'll be doing I think one more episode of. 
uh, Barman and Bevo, and then we're going to take a couple weeks off uh, before football season just because uh, we don't really take a lot of time off at, at points. Maybe we'll run a best of episode. Well, we kind of just do that because we're... Maybe, maybe I'll repo- repost the two episodes with my dad. Well, the second episode didn't get as many listens as the first. And I know Joe is very concerned about that. It <laughs> needs to have needs to have those three listeners go ahead and finish up on on part two. He keeps asking when he's going to be on for the next one. I said, whenever really? you're in town, we'll have you on. Oh, uh, we'll go to Charlotte. We'll go to uh, we'll go catch a Panthers game. Um, can yeah, we go I Panthers mean, Falcons? I don't know what time what time of year. They're not playing Buffalo again this year. So Buffalo's, we can't see any, Buffalo's playing in Green Bay, I think. We can't we can't see any Zubas. We can't we can't see. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, what about we could go to Carolina Saints? What? We go Panthers Saints game. Ugh, I'd be rooting for a plane crash. I know. We're like lighting matches in the corner of the stadium, trying oh. to get the stadium to burn down. God. What do we have to do? Two. Can we heckle Drew Brees? <laughs> do you see? Uh, do you see Larry? Uh, Larry Jones got in the Hall of Fame today. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. All right. Episode seven of Stooges is finished. We'll be back with a barman and Bevo sometime this week. We'll probably run a couple fan picks. For, yeah, maybe that's all I'll do. Run a poll. What was your favorite Barman and Bevo episode? And we'll rerun it for everybody. And just to make sure that you put this on here, the BBC has a great article for May 21st, 2012 that speaks about how the Bee Gees and the Beatles are on par with each other. And actually, the Bee Gees might have been better. Who? The BBC. Uh, is that a British? British Broadcasting. Wow. That was that guy fired the next day. Does he you have any articles easily, after that? You can easily speak about them in the same breath as Lennon McCartney and Elton John and Bernie Toppin, according Ooh. to according to award winning lyricist Sir Sir Tim Rice. Um, how many number ones did they have? You know how many number ones the Bee Gees have that they didn't sing themselves? Oh, that they wrote. Yeah, it's like, like Prince. Ooh. Prince had a bunch the of number ones that didn't sing. as good as Prince. Don't, 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 get, don't get confused. Really? Oh, Prince is by far better than the Beatles and the Bee Gees. I don't know about that. Are you kidding? Uh, listen, I'm I'm a Prince fan, but I don't know. I can't. He had a lot of shit music. Yeah, but he also had. He was. If if I was going to go see someone live and I had a choice yes. between the Bee Gees and the Beatles or Prince, yes. I would go see a Prince I've show seen Prince live, and, and it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, my the my biggest is, thing with him is the like... The music talent that comes out of Prince is just absolutely He had amazing. so many opportunities to play like good songs on Saturday Night Live, and he refused. He, just, he wanted to do his own thing. He's always been a contrarian. Yeah. So you going to play a Bee Gees song? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Why? <laughs> How deep is your love? You want that one again? No. <laughs> but Saturday Night Fever. How many number no. ones do they have? Uh, hold on, let me look it up. Because they're Australian, but they uh, a lot of their music is UK. The Bee Gees are um, Australian. <laughs> yeah. 
I would have thought. I thought they were American. Hmm. But they're. The only thing I know about the Bee Gees is Jimmy the Fallon Bee Gees used to make fun of them. Third all the among time. groups for the most hot 100, number 100. Number they, one. They, they beat 31 groups? Is that what you said? Bee Gees ranked third. Okay. Who's ahead of for, them? For groups. Who's ahead of so them? So they, they do. That's what I'm looking at right now. It's not Aerosmith. Um, <laughs> they have 20, 20 number one. Okay. Number one hit. Um, the Beatles have more than that. Trio racked up nine Billboard Top 100 number one singles. More than any group saved the Beatles with 20 and the Supremes with 12. So they're, at, they're behind the Beatles and the Supremes. Wow. Okay. And how deep is your love ends up being... So you should you should you should play. How can you mend a broken heart for the president? No. Eastbound and down. What? Eastbound and down. Don't give him. Well, he thought it was Dukes of Hazard, and it's Eastbound and down on stages. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks for participating in our fantasy games. Uh, we'll keep you updated on. Uh, Barman and Bevo in some of these poll questions and um, when the next episodes are going to be and uh, what episodes we're going to run while we take some time off and, um, you know, ask Barman and Bevo qu anything questions. We'll need those for the next episode. We'll talk about Bet with Bevo and his, his streak of 6-0-2. Oh, so thank you for listening. Uh, we will talk to you and we will record again here later this week. He's bounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to rock no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them breaks. Let it all hang out cause we got a run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch your bandit run. They say can't be done. 
Short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch your bandit run. 